0: Hi, Boomer and Geo. Coming to you live through the Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Just explained the whole situation with our buddy from Maryland who called up yesterday. Trying to see if Boomer remembered riding a donkey at an Ohio racetrack 40 years ago. He did have a vague memory of that. Kentucky then, racetrack. Kentucky, okay. I thought nope. it was in Ohio. Nope. but uh, Kentucky racetrack. And uh, you did have a vague memory of that, but then the conversation continued when I asked what our buddy Eddie was doing now that he was a retired jockey and talked about being a professional gambler. Just bets on Major League Baseball, bets on college basketball, and he was on a 10-game heater, and his pick last night was Ohio Bobcats minus two over Ball State. He nailed it. A lot of the audience was in on it. It was a celebration last night. Everybody's doing Casamigos shots. People (laughs) won money. And Eddie's Twitter account went from 23 followers when he called us yesterday to over 3,000 right now. And he joins us this morning. Eddie, first off, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) How'd you feel last night with everybody following you and you watching that game? Are you sweating it out?
1: Well, let me explain something. I felt horrible in the first half when they were down by 14, and I'm getting these nasty Twitters. Uh, You're (laughs) a a fraud and this and that. I said, look, I had Alcorn State last night, and they played bad in the first half, and they covered easily. The game ain't over. Right. It's too early, too early to
0: make
2: the judgments.
1: But you know how people are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you went, you know, Eddie, you got to realize that you went from basically being an anonymous person out there doing whatever you were doing on Twitter to now all of a sudden people following you and knowing who you are and hearing you yesterday. And this is the price you pay when, when fame comes along with what you're doing. True, true. You got to get over that. You got to get over all the negativity. Don't pay any attention
0: to it. That's a great point that I hadn't thought of, Boomer. This is something that you have to now. You got to make that adjustment. You're not just anonymous, Eddie. You had had to make that adjustment. Absolutely. Look at the adjustment you've made over the last six years. You got to make that adjustment, Eddie. So just just understand that you do you, and there's going to be a lot of noise around you, but you do you, and don't
2: get caught up in the negativity, Eddie. Okay. I got you, guys. Uh,
1: They're split at the church on the sin of gambling. Half of them think it's all right because I threw in well, the stock gambling, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, right.
2: On of, that? of of course, listen, listen. That that's not a discussion that again. You 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 you're You're focusing on the negative. We're yeah. we're focusing on the positive that the we positive. found you or you found us. You you gave us that donkey story, donkey. <laughs> and uh, I found out that I did win the race, and Dave had to carry his donkey across the finish line. But what's more important about all of this? Or the most important thing about all of this is that you were right. You did, and you bet on something that actually happened last night, and we all watched it with you. Yeah. I mean, I and-
1: it was a, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. The biggest broadcast
0: regular season MAC conference game of the year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. You're you're absolutely right. Um, so before we get to your uh, pick for tonight, and we'll see how confident you are in that as you pick one game uh, per night. I will say that you're basically like a a commercial for responsible legal gambling. You make one bet. You don't do it outside of your means, and that's that, and you're up. It's not like you're going crazy you're chasing everything. It's one game a night, and it's within your budget, and you're not someone, and it's legal. What you're doing is legal, so don't worry about any of that noise. So just celebrate today, will you? It actually bums me out that you're focusing on that as opposed to you nailing it last night with the Bobcats and winning all the people in our audience a ton of money.
1: But the other 23 followers started from the beginning, and they verified it on Twitter, which is good. Now, I had a $100 bet tonight. Okay. California Baptist plus one and a half at home against Utah. (laughs) I love
0: it. I love it. Let's go. California Baptist. Now, I did... <laughs> I did see. California
3: Baptist.
0: <laughs> I did see, Eddie, on your Twitter account that you're not betting as much as you did on Ohio because you're not as confident in this bet. Is that correct?
1: Right, right. One, my big confidence was Rutgers plus eight and a half at the beginning of the streak over Purdue. I didn't think they were going to win, but I knew they'd cover the eight and a half.
0: Okay. So, yeah. what do you want to tell your followers about this? Like, be a little bit careful. Don't bet as much. You're confident. It's your pick of the night. But, you know, don't really go all in. Is that what you're trying to tell everybody?
1: Yeah, I'm saying, you know, I'm not as strong on this one as last night or last week with a couple of them.
0: Okay. All right. That's fine. Well, and that's fair. California on Baptist.
1: Night. One night.
0: What, what conference do Baptist. they play in? Uh
1: it might be uh, the whack, maybe?
0: <laughs> the whack, yeah. That would make sense. Who the hell
1: are they playing? Utah Valley. <laughs> oh, Utah Valley. <laughs> California Baptist
2: in Utah Valley. All right, California Baptist. I mean, I see Abilene Christian versus UT Rio uh, Grand Valley State or somebody.
1: This is this is 10 o'clock game. They'll have the Lancers at the bottom for California Baptist, I believe, because. Uh, I don't think they're putting California Baptists up on some of the sites. Well, well, we gotta. I mean, we gotta be it's picking game games Black that people
0: Kings. can bet on here, though. You know what I'm saying? You
1: can bet it. You can bet it. I bet it on DraftKings already.
2: Oh, you did? Okay. Well, the amazing thing yeah, yeah, is that what, what's really interesting about this is he picked you know Ohio versus Ball State last night. Like <laughs> nobody was thinking about that game except for the people. That want Ohio and Ball State or go to school there or whatever, or guys that are betting on it like Eddie. That's it. Right, right, absolutely. So that's why he's picking these, like, rando games out of the middle of nowhere. Well, I think it's smart, though. Yeah, so do I.
1: Uh Let me explain something about that. (laughs) Vegas does not concentrate on the lines with them because they don't have very much money. That's where you can catch a bad line.
2: I'm yeah, but how would it. you know whether or not it's a bad line unless right. you know who the hell California Baptist is? All right, so by the I've way...
1: Been for, I've been doing this before it was legal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I somehow year. don't doubt that, Eddie.
0: Uh, yeah, so I did find it, by the way. So we're we're a DraftKings family here, Eddie's. I mean, a FanDuel family. We're not a DraftKings family, so oh, we're going to have to ask you to switch over to FanDuel.
1: FanDuel All right, so I'm listen. All
0: right, yes, okay. So very good. So we are a FanDuel people here, and uh, we don't uh, mention the other names. So here we are with uh, FanDuel. You could bet on them. Look at it right now okay. on FanDuel Sportsbook. What's the number you and have?
1: And they give a hell
0: of a bonus. Yes, that's right. They do give a hell of a bonus. That is right. Uh, so it's Utah Valley at Cal Baptist. Cal Baptist plus one and a half right now. It is It is available for you to bet on there on FanDuel Sportsbook. So, all right. All right. Very good. So you're saying last night more confident. You still like this one tonight, um, but not as confident and we're going to ride with you again. Yes. Okay, all right. Very good. Now, do you know any players on these teams? Have you studied these teams at all? Or yes, are you listening yeah,
1: to... S- yeah, I, I, I look at the matchups. That's why when I took Rutgers in the eight and a half, I figured Amore's going to slow Edie down and their defense would pressure those freshman guards so much that they would cover that line. Now, I didn't think they were going to win. Okay. But they did win. All right.
0: All right, very good. Any other questions here for uh, Eddie the Jockey before we let him go at this point? Should we? Should we? Should probably get his number if we ever needed to uh, reach out to him. But I'm sure he could just uh, <laughs> he could just call. Eddie,
2: uh, did you? Do you ever know of anybody that's ever fixed a horse race or anything? Any jockeys uh, ever do that?
1: Uh, yes, uh, I wasn't involved in it, but they had to go to the grand jury one time. Uh, several jockeys that fixed the race and. Uh, I was talking to P.J. to, a famous woman jockey. Docu- I said, "Look, they're one of the grand juries next week for fixing the races. What do you think about that?" And she goes, "They're too dumb to fix the race." And I said, "You got a good point." <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Eddie. I'm I'm looking at your Twitter account, by the way, that now is up to three thousand seven hundred and fifty nine followers. You did write, "I'm trying to call in, and the line is busy." We did get you on, which is good. But the the tweet previous to that one is. I have some unbelievable stories that are all true. Yes. What is I'll that have about? Some ones. Okay. And would you Do like you to, to hear sh- one? I would like to hear one as as long as it doesn't implicate somebody's personal life in a way that would get us in trouble, I think okay, that I a story would be good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a real good one it's, And the guy's dead now he, was, uh, he owned a couple horses And he was the head of the Fraternal Order of Police In Cincinnati, Ohio His name was Elmer Dunaway He's deceased now So I rode one of his horses And it won He said, come see me at the clubhouse bar After you're done I got something for you I said, okay, I'll be out I said, I go out I figure he's going to give me a hundred, maybe two Sometimes they used to do that and he hands me this card with his name on it, signed. And what you know, like a little business card and it was stenciled in green. So I said, well, what am I going to do with this there? Throw it in the wallet. One night I'm drunk, driving.
0: Not good. Not drunk. good. Not, not good. Drunk, driving, jockey in that situation. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure not, you uh, regret it.
1: I was young.
0: Would you have one drink?
1: No. <laughs> but I had a few. Okay. So I just pulled over. I said, I oh, don't know. I'm going to jail. I said, oh, that card, that card. So I pulled the card out and I handed, they said, pull the car over in there. We're calling you a cab. I said, that was worth more than 100
0: Wow. That is a good story. And uh, you never drunk drove again, right? No. Okay. Very good. Making sure. All right. That is is that. That is a good one. You are a a wealth of entertainment and knowledge. <laughs> Edward Brown. And I have a lot more
1: good like that whole
0: All right, all right, well, very we'll good. Save it for next time. Yeah, we'll save it for it next you. time. uh Al, yeah, yeah. Should, should we get his number? I, I, I have it. Oh, You have his number. Okay, all right, very good. When are we going to
2: get this Twitter account changed, man? No one wants to follow Edward B yeah, four what's your five six nine. Yeah, what's she doing this
1: weekend? I'll have it done by Monday.
2: I mean, if your girlfriend's a receptionist, this should have been done already. All right,
1: we'll get it done.
2: All right, and then we need to see, like, a picture. If
0: you could send Al, you've got his number, you text, I'm assuming, right? You're a texting person? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. All
0: right, text text Al a couple of old pictures of you as a jockey. You have a couple of those? Yeah, I got some. All right, and we'll decide which one would be good for your Twitter avatar, all right? Or the fans can yeah. vote. Or the fans can yeah. vote, too. Yeah, may, maybe that as well. But we'll, we want to make this, we want to help you get this Twitter account flying and get as much attention to it as possible because we think you deserve it.
1: Yeah, and I built up from starting at $20. Now the bottom's 100 But in Maryland, we used to have to go to the casino. No more. The handle was at Casino Live in, in Arundel County. It's the best casino in Maryland. Yeah,
2: look but, at that. See. But no more because uh, sports betting is live now in Maryland.
1: Yes, yes. Thank God I, got, I can use the uh, phone. Right. I to, you know, sometimes I couldn't Thank. make it down there. Yeah. So I missed a good bet. But now you can do it online. Maryland was the only state that kept you offline for
0: a year. Yeah, yes. well, now you're in there, man. And now you can use your FanDuel app and get it all done. All right, Eddie, we'll That's talk nice. to you sooner. All right? All right,
1: thank you. All right, see. See, Eddie. It's, it's Eddie. All right, so there yeah.
0: you go. So California
2: Baptist tonight.
3: Somebody told it. me on Twitter that it's already gone up one and a half points. Since oh, the start.
2: <laughs> Did it really? Of course it didn't because yeah, nobody's betting
0: on it, man. <laughs> and everybody's flooding in. Uh, See, that's the problem. What we need to do is if we want to get in on these bets, we have to get it. We have to th- get it before
2: we go on air. Right, <laughs>
0: right exactly. so we can like, get that line. It's crazy. But did he put it out on his Twitter before he came on with yeah, us? He did, but obviously this is, you know, when you're on the air like this, it's a different situation. We're talking about... You know, three thousand people on Twitter that may not see it. You think about the audience that we have
2: that are immediately going to their duel. After- I said, I got a Hundy on California Baptist. <laughs> I mean, what? So that's just an algorithm that sees the the action and then will move the line
0: automatically. Well, yeah, when money comes in, yeah, sure, absolutely. No, 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 absolutely.
2: Because and of it's, course, it's, a- it's an algorithm that limits risk. For the house, for the house. Yeah. So you know, tell them how it works in the NFL because there's a lot more money being. Oh my in the god!
0: NFL. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that, that. So when a line moves dramatically late in the week, that means that someone made a significant wager on a particular thing. We're talking right. millions. millions. Yes. Yeah. So when you see something happen like early in the week, it's just people like bouncing around and money's going on each side, and it can move. But if you're sitting there on like Saturday. You see a line go from like minus three to minus five. You're like, whoa, what happened here? <laughs> what happened here? So it is sort of fascinating if you get into it.
3: But is there anybody watching like these random nothing games like this? Like now, now all of a sudden bets are going in for this game. Does somebody's... Antenna golf yes. and say, is there something going on with sure, this game?
0: Sure, but not, I'm sure, with the amount of money that's being bet here. Like Even though it'll be a significant amount when you total it up with our audience, but you know where things got caught was in tennis. So there were actually fixed tennis matches. And it was another country somewhere. I forget exactly where it was, but all this money would come in, like massive amounts of money, $500,000 bets on the most random tennis player. You know, like Schmidvedev <laughs> would get and know like the hundred and seven thousandth player in the world, and the books were like, "What? Why is somebody betting a half a million on him?" Right. So if if this really got crazy, like someone would look into it, especially at a low level college basketball game, because it'd be like one of these kids could easily be influenced. But I don't think that Not our this. audience is going to do that that much with it. I mean, but if one of our, I'll tell you this: if we have a wealthy listener. Who's like a hedge fund guy or something, and he loves Eddie the Jockey, and he puts a million dollars on this game (laughs) or something like that. Then there's going to be an investigation for sure. There 100% will be. That's crazy. Now, can we watch this game tonight? Is this an ESPN Plus game? Probably not. There's no way. Uh, Andrew is uh, telling us yes. You can watch this game? So Stephen Waldron took the day off with his voice? ESPN Plus. Uh, Andrew, you're you're up. No, hey, Andrew, what happened to Steven? No, he's here. He just can't talk. He really can't talk. He's that bad, huh?
2: He could talk. You just can't really it's understand. He sound better him.
0: than yesterday. Oh, he does sound a little better than yesterday. Okay. Andrew just better. stepping in. He's just squashing Steven to get his own shot. Oh, well, he's
2: shipping him. He's ahead right. head of ESPN <laughs> Plus games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a little shiv spot again. Yes. It's like
2: when yeah. they have, like when the
0: Andrew Abrick took over for Mirage. <laughs> little shank spot. Uh, all right. So you're telling me I can watch Utah Valley. First California Baptist tonight on ESPN+. Plus. Andrew? Hello?
4: Yes, I just went to the uh, Utah Valley schedule. It has a little ESPN Plus logo <laughs> next to it.
0: Alright, here we go. It's going to be the most streamed college basketball game of the night, I can <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> wow. Utah Valley State and Cal Baptist. Alright, here we go Eddie. You know what I'm going to ask you? Yeah. I, I do. I, I have no idea. Okay. It's the Utah Valley Wolverines
2: and the Cal Baptist Lancers.
3: So let's Eddie go. Said Lancers.
2: Ava, Eddie said Lancers this morning uh, in that call. Oh, The, okay, ed- the, the other Eddie, 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 I Eddie, might have missed it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Lancers on my phone. <laughs> he's got that deep I know. Maryland
2: accent, that deep Maryland accent. I know. Now <laughs> I
0: can make bets from home on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's great that's with FanDuel home. I can stay home with my phone. <laughs> Boomer <laughs> You make bets From your home On your phone Boomer <laughs> Remember racing A donkey
1: Donkey I'm Boran On the band In CBS Sports Network out
0: in Chicago this morning, but he's still doing our New York sports updates. Everybody's very nice to you out there, which is a good thing that Mitch Rosen's a big uh, wig in the company. So if he's treating you well, that means that you are a big deal, Jerry Recco. You Reco.
3: are a
2: big deal, Jerry De- Recco.
3: Well, I don't know about that, but they treat me very nicely. Ryan Porth, Mitch Rosen, Brandon, the, uh, the morning show producer, they all got this thing rolling, so... And
2: Spike was involved. So everybody's been great, actually. Man, it's like an Oscar speech. Uh, by the way, <laughs> that's right. Um, you are the like voice of think, Rutgers uh, and the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they should be treating you. And like the New it. Jersey Sportscaster of the Year as well. No, no,
3: no, 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 no longer. Eric LeGrand is the new. Oh, oh really? Okay. In new Jersey. Oh. Yes. congratulations, to Eric! Congratulations. I saw that come
0: across yesterday. That's awesome. Um, so Mitch Rosen, I think, runs the BetQL network now, Jerry is that true yeah you should talk to him about that and be like "Eh, a little side job add another thing to your plate while you're at it
3: (laughs) why not i've got time
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna be coaching baseball this year right for the first time ever so your spring's open well
3: i'm an assistant coach oh okay but you're right i do not have the same responsibilities that i have had the past 13 years that is true
0: all right very good so what's uh, happening in sports jerry
3: uh, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire or nobody. Let me. So, how about this? You guys just were talking about FanDuel, right? Uh, with the jockey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I just saw this. So, this is kind of neat, actually. So, Rob Gronkowski is going to do a live commercial for FanDuel during the Super Bowl <laughs> in which he is going to attempt a field goal. Okay. Now, right. I don't know if this is on the field in Phoenix or it's going to be somewhere else. And I guess the idea is if you bet five bucks for him to attempt this thing, you get like, you know, free bets and stuff like that. So I
2: thought that was kind of cool. It is a Wrong. new idea. Well, the Vandal is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, this could be a huge deal for Rob to do it actually on the field in Arizona, like in between quarters or something.
3: Sure. I suppose. Yeah.
2: I think it, it cool, I could do it anywhere. I mean, do it at a neutral location. Put them outside in one of those
0: fields, you know, that they build. It put the uh, uprights out there. Wherever it is. But I think that that's that's fun. I mean, that's a new, different thing. I've never seen that before in a Super Bowl commercial. And the fact that you'd be able to wager on it, too, I think is another cool thing.
3: And very cool of him to donate to the DeMar Hamlin GoFundMe page as he donated (laughs) $6,900.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah, of course he did. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you one thing, that DeMar Hamlin... Sixty-nine, page, over eight million dollars <laughs> is that where it is I now mean, i'll tell you that that creates a lot of i mean it's going to create a lot of problems for tomorrow i mean just just handling all of that money and where it's going to go and how it's going to get there and making sure that it does what it's supposed to do yeah i mean problem to have though it yeah. is a good problem but, you know, let me just tell you that so being in this space for a long time uh you know i know what that does and how that could you know it's just you got to just make sure everything's done the right way and right there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's not just, hey, everybody's giving me money. I'm just going to turn around and give it away. There's a lot of legalities that go into this. Right.
0: And also, you can, I think it was for toys for underprivileged kids in the Pittsburgh area where he grew up.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he could, he could expand that easily. Sure. He could do that in Buffalo. He could do that yeah. in Cincinnati if he wants. He could, I mean, I, I don't know how it's structured. I don't know. And I, and I saw where his foundation is separate from that GoFundMe page. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well now it's a, buy- it's a weird it's a weird dynamic, and he's he'll have to figure it all out. So, I'm sure his agent and his rep and all everybody else should be helping him. And people will be watching too, making sure that everything's by the board and well, everything else. I mean, that's the thing with like, you know with the GoFundMe page, you just got to make sure. Remember, we did that the house out in East Islip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we got the Joe. Uh, we got the Joe. Um, the Winter, Winter Center for Autism yeah. involved because they can handle the money. You know, we we could have done a GoFundMe page, but I'd much rather have somebody who could handle the money in that arena and dealing with that group uh, would be much better to handle it than somebody that arbitrarily sets up a GoFundMe page and has no idea what to do with it. So that GoFundMe page, Boomer,
3: was done for the toys (coughs) charity as opposed to after he got injured? I
2: think he said, yeah, I think he had said, you know, he did, he set it up beforehand Mm -hmm. and they're like, it was like $2,500. And then the moment that he got injured and we all witnessed what we witnessed on Monday night, everybody now all of a sudden wants to find out who DeMar Hamlin is. Everybody Googles him. Yep. And then you find out who this young man is and, and what staying in Pittsburgh meant to him and how he was trying to give back to his community in Pittsburgh. And everybody just flooded the GoFundMe page. And you know that that is probably the most shocking thing that he woke up to. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Think about telling his, maybe his dad told him or his mom told him. DeMar, do you realize what your story has done here and how it has impacted right. Toys for Tots to right. the point of over $8 million? And the second biggest thing he was shocked by was the Giants are in the playoffs. He was like, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? What, how long have I been asleep? But that, but that but there's there's a lot of things that go along with trying to get that money to where it needs to go.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. But, I mean, it was that, that was one of the great things that came out of this yes. whole thing, is seeing everybody step up in that way.
2: All right, well, Julian Love
3: is not surprised the Giants are in the playoffs. He's been there all season long, and here he is talking about their big game against the Vikings and getting this thing underway Sunday.
4: Guys are fired off. You know, playoff time is an exciting time. A lot of us haven't been in this position. I haven't been in this position. And so that juice that you have early in the season, maybe you're running to every ball, you're going all out, like that is back. And so we're, we're really excited for this opportunity.
3: And that was Love with Tiki and Tierney yesterday on the fan. Uh also this weekend, of course, you got Seahawks, Niners, Chargers, Jaguars on Saturday. Everything ends up on Monday night with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And Jerry Jones on the fan in Dallas uh yesterday was reminded how his team has never beaten one Tom Brady so far here. Oh, and seven against Brady, who of course has been with the Patriots and now the Buccaneers. Can they make it one and seven? Or my God, will they be oh and eight?
4: When you really think about it, we're not playing Brady. Uh, Brady is, uh, you say, well, in this game, quarterback, uh, the fact that he's quarterback teams that you haven't beaten, with him quarterbacking. But, boy, we're playing the entire Well, We're playing Tampa Bay, the team. And uh, it's it's inconceivable that we could uh, make Brady not play well and get their tails beat by the rest of the team. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not trying to be cute but we've got to go play the entire team and this Brady thing has uh, got to be sensitive I, I know it's there and I respect that gives us a yeah, challenge a, uh, to do something I've done before and that's you be Tom the the whole
3: interview. <laughs> well it's close
4: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. he, I tell you what his interviews are 25 minutes because he doesn't stop talking Yeah, which is great. Oh, which is great because he he says
0: something interesting. It's not like Brian Cashman interviews that go on that long. He says nothing.
3: he's still sucking on Sunday. That's right. I'm still sucking on that. Uh, We get (laughs) suck
4: on that all week,
3: all week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also from the NFL. So remember we were talking yesterday about uh, the job openings and the head coaching vacancies around the league, and we were talking about. I think Juji was talking about Jeff Saturday. thinks he's going to go in and he's got a great shot at getting the job and staying on as head coach of the Colts. Where here is Chris Ballard yesterday.
1: He's going to be a candidate. Okay, he'll go through the process just like everybody else. Be interesting to hear his his vision, um, how he wants to build it. I mean, he'll go through the whole interview process.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is how it's going to go. Uh, Jim Irsay is going to wake up one day in a bad mood, and he's going to make a decision on this. Yes. <laughs> it's either going to be
2: Jeff Saturday well, or somebody else. I mean, he, I he, feel bad for Chris Ballard. Right, like, you know, he's a legitimate guy, and everybody respects him, and he always does things the right way. Um, and he's just in a, a whirlwind of a blender right now. With a- yeah, with I mean, the, let's say Jim Irsay may wake up and hire George Santos to be the new
0: head <laughs> coach of the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts because he's put on his resume. He was a college football head coach. Who the hell knows? I mean, Chris Ballard's not making any decision when it comes to this head coach. Clearly, he had nothing to do with that fiasco earlier on in the year with the quarterback situation and Frank Reich and, and of course, bringing in Jeff Saturday. So it's something I saw Chris Ballard say where he's like, you know, this society we live in now, he was doing this whole thing, this society we live in now doesn't allow for failure. And if you have a bad year, you get canceled. And I was like, no, that's not what's going on. You're not getting canceled. I mean, your team stunk and your fans want more out of what the hell happened and you, and that's what they're asking for. So if you're not good at your job, yeah, you might end up getting fired from
3: your yeah. job. It's not getting I,
2: canceled. I think it would have been interesting had Carson Wentz been there one more year. You know, and I know that people have this. You know, we all have a down take on Carson, especially with the way that he ended last year and this year. But, you know, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions for Indianapolis. You know, that was his best year. Mm. And one more year there, I think. He probably, I, I think he probably would have gotten them to the playoffs. But, you know, because of his performance the last two games of last year, you know, Jim Irsay said, I don't want him as my quarterback. Get him out of here. That one in Jacksonville, Boomer, was terrible. I know it was. I'm just and just like that one, uh, you know, last week uh, where they lost it. Uh, who did they lose to at home? They yeah. lost to, uh, to the, the Texans. Texans. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Browns. The Browns, where the where the Commanders lost, to the Browns Our last. Oh, you're
3: talking about the Colts, yeah. So Excuse he's had back-to-back man. years, new report, same new kind report. of
2: situation. Yes, but I, I, you know, I, I, um, I, I do believe that Frank wanted to keep him in Indianapolis, like you know, just he had a great year. Let's calm down, you know. And then you know, then all of a sudden the the, the wheels start turning, and, and they they end up with Matt Ryan, who's done. Yeah. I just, I can't even imagine working for Jim Irsay. I just haven't, he I, seems like such yeah. a wild card. I'll just say this. You know, Frank said that both Jim Irsay and his daughter were great people. They supported his foundation. They supported everything you wanted to do within the body of the team and everything else. It wasn't until, I think, you know, losing last year, those two games at the end, and then getting rid of, um, getting rid of uh, Carson Wentz that it just started to go south immediately, especially when they tied the first game. Uh, was was it at Jacksonville or Houston? I think they tied, and uh, that they, they got off. Houston would start, but they were three three and one when they said you got to bench Matt Ryan. He yeah. came down. The owner said it. You have to bench Matt Ryan. They're three three and one, and they benched their quarterback. And then after that, <laughs> you're <laughs> playing sir, you're playing Sam Eringer against the New England Patriots in New England, and you, and you get shut out.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is why the owner shouldn't be making
2: and then fire decisions. the <laughs> offense <laughs> coordinator. Then lose the next game at home, fire the coach, and bring in Jeff Saturday. Just idiotic.
3: Speaking (laughs) of firing the offensive coordinator, so Washington fired Scott Turner yesterday, who was just given a three-year extension before the season began.
2: How much dead money is going around in the NFL? Well, well, Frank Frank was given a five-year extension before the season starts. Same thing with Chris Ballard. They both got extensions. Yeah, that's Good some more serious so cash He's got there. four years. He's sitting on, you know, if he wants to work, he wants oh to work. God. If he doesn't want to work, I would think that he wants to work. Which I would go to Fiji. Out. Wouldn't you? I mean, just
0: like spend four years somewhere else. Like more, people, more people people that
3: get paid not to work. Kevin Durant, Nick head coaches, or guys in
2: the NFL? <laughs> Nick head coaches are number one. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> Kevin Durant only got one year for not playing. Yes, yeah, so and, I heard. And by the way, he, he only was a problem last offseason. He had not been a... He'd been everything that you were paying him to be on the court. Wasn't until last offseason where he was demanding trades. You know? Correct. So,
3: um, uh, remember earlier I played, I talked about Ryan Poles. You were talking about that number one pick in the quarterback. Yeah. Here's, here's how it sounded yesterday in terms of what would they do at number one? Would they
2: draft a quarterback? What well, wouldn't they? Here's the clip. But we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this. I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. In terms a of taking quarterback. All right. All right. Well, so.
3: yeah, paint yourself in the corner. Why don't you? <laughs> well, pretty much. Uh, the Mets lose out on Carlos Correa, who goes to the Twins. Six years, $200 million. Trevor's story for the Red Sox is out four to five months with um, an injury to his elbow needs surgery. So he's out until at least May or June, it looks like. Um, what else? NBA tonight, you got the Knicks taking on the Pacers. Nets are off again. One, uh, from last night was the Jazz beating the Cavaliers 116, 114 in the loss. Donovan Mitchell was back in Utah. He scored 46. Here he was post game.
2: I was really comfortable. I'm not going to lie to you.
4: It wasn't, um, wasn't weird. You know, it wasn't anything. It was just like I'm playing at home like I have been for the past five years. And, you know, the reception, you know, was phenomenal. I
2: appreciate it above it, you know, from everybody. Um, the tribute video was, was, was great. Um, but it felt like it's just a typical Jazz night.
3: Look at that. Everybody gets a tribute video these days. Uh, so he was pretty good, though, of course. Uh, Sixers beat the Pistons 147-116. Joel Embiid had 36, the triple-double for James Harden. St. John's got a win, much needed. They beat Butler 77-61. You had Seton Hall over Georgetown last night. And yes, Ohio beat Ball State 81-76, <laughs> uh, as we have discussed all morning. You got Rutgers Northwestern tonight on WCBS 888-845. And the Rangers beat the Wild in a shootout 4-3, but it would not have been overtime or a shootout if not for this. Gato, out
1: to Goodrow. Rangers moving well. Fox is in. And the struggle.
3: Game-tying goal from Philip Heedle made it 3-3. Rangers win in the shootout 4-3. They trailed 2-0. They trailed 3-2. They kept battling back. Here is Adam Fox. It was 2-0, but we could add some goals there. So I didn't want to read too much into the scoreboard, but uh, battled hard in the second and third, and I got a big two points there. Yep, good win for the Rangers for sure. Uh, Devils beat the Hurricanes 5-3. Dawson Mercer scores twice, and you had the Stars beat the Islanders in a shootout as well by the score of 2-1. to one.
0: All right, so the Jockeys pick, you mentioned Ohio won, and yeah. that was a uh, the Jockeys pick last night, and they covered. The Jockeys pick uh, tonight is Utah Valley uh, at Cal Baptist. He's got Cal Baptist plus one and a half. Uh, Al was sent a screenshot from one of the sports betting sites that has now locked that game because too many bets were coming in on it. No kidding. Wow. I can say, because I just checked now, FanDuel Sportsbook still has it up there. So if you're interested in following Eddie the Jockey's picks, FanDuel Sportsbook has it. You just go under Men's basketball. You scroll all the way down to the bottom. It's actually, I think, like the <clears throat> third to last one because it's ten o'clock. There's is only- the number the same? Jay, the number is the same on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's still plus one and a half. Okay. So, so yeah. So go go and get it there. But there's some sportsbooks, algorithms that have come out and been like, all right, too many people are gambling on this now. We got to lock it and see what that. And we're
3: rooting happening. for the Lancers.
2: <laughs> well, That's I mean, right. you know, since FanDuel is a sponsor of this show, I would think that you know they're listening to the show and they know how this is happening. It's happening because of Eddie the Jockey from Maryland, <laughs> not because of anything else.
3: <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. You, and, wouldn't um, you think that's one of those games that when they look at how much money's coming in, oh, this game's got thousands, this, this game's got $17 on it, and then all of a sudden, yeah. there come thousands of dollars flooding in.
0: Sure, oh, 100%. Somebody will be like, wow, one of these kids is getting paid to throw this game. Like, yeah. there's point shaving going on. Like, somebody <laughs> will <laughs> think that for sure. I mean, but it's not what's it's going not what's on. It's what's
2: going on, no. Like, it was going on because Eddie the jockey, you know, right. He's our guy. <laughs> right now, he's our guy, just like Youssef is our guy. Well,
0: Youssef's always going to be our guy. I mean, yeah. Youssef could have gone 0 for 100 in the picks and he would have been our guy. Eddie the jockey, I'm not so sure.
2: We'll By see. the way, real quickly, Ron and Ardsley, Ron, what's happening? What's up, Ron? Yeah, Boomer Gio, how you guys doing? Good, uh, right? Good. What's going on?
1: Listen, in the late
4: 70s, Stevie Cawthon, young Stevie Cawthon, I don't know if you remember him, Boomer, but he had a big hot streak. Uh, as a jockey, and uh, people
0: made
1: a lot of money betting on any horse he was riding. And uh, I took the liberty of betting on uh, Eddie last night, and he came through. And I think this is a perfect
0: opportunity for you guys to do some kind of sponsorship where you have... Uh, Youssef the janitor against
2: uh, Eddie the jockey, the jockey versus the janitor. I think it's <laughs> yeah, it is a good that idea. Right. I do remember Stevie Kaufman. Uh, of course, you know he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated a couple times. Yeah, Youssef or Eddie the jockey get yes. to do of them in studio <laughs> one day this winter after the Super Bowl. It'd Maybe just tremendous. give them the show. Let them do a show for an hour. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: <laughs> Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> be perfect. Uh, all right, Jerry. We'll talk to you next hour. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio. <laughs> GO on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I was talking to our buddy Mike Fleeklman, the overnight producer, also fills in here occasionally and does some talk shows as well, has to record a commercial before the show, and he walked in and he goes, Listen, man, I'm sorry with all you're gonna have to deal with this week and next week, because we all know what's going to happen. And I said, Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, And I appreciate you feeling for me, Fliegelman being a Jets fan, doesn't want to hear the Giants fans celebrating. But just so, I'm just giving you another example of things that happen off the air where I'm talking to people about how I believe the Vikings are going to lose to prove to everybody out there that I'm not just doing this as some sort of performance art. Like I'm some sort of one-man show like John Leguizamo or something. I'm not doing that. I believe they're going to lose, so I said, "Hey, Fleegs, I appreciate that, man. Like, good looking out.
2: All right, mm-hmm. good well, looking out. I'm trying buddy. to look out for you too. I'm just trying to help you out. Good looking out. Uh, let's go to Mike and Metuchen. What's going on,
0: Mike? Oh, uh, hi, hi, Mike. Uh, okay. How are you? Okay, uh, I'd like to thank Boomer. You're welcome for having a bad three weeks in a
2: row in the football picks on your Saturday show. Yeah, and I caught the leader. Are oh, you dead? Yes! Wow! Congratulations, yeah. Mike and I did not do well the last two weeks. You're right. And listen, I, I, you'd be moving probably into a mansion
0: if you followed the opposite of my picks the beginning of the year. Yes. Like, do you understand that? I was like, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe to 10 games under 500 for the year. So you actually caught Boomer at the exact wrong time because not only did he do well here, even though Jerry ran away with the picks this year, uh, Boomer ended up finishing second, and had a good year. You also did really well on CBS. So you caught like the one. Three-week stretch uh, on Boomer's Saturday show to be able to capitalize. So that's like threading a needle. But he won. That's all that matters. That's right. It's all
2: that matters you yeah, won, well, the
0: guy. Yeah, the guy who who normally picks Boomer's picks
4: finished in second. So he still did. He still did well <laughs> for the I the did, did well, just too. Following... He
2: finished second. That's all right. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's even more important. You know, so on CBS NFL today, yeah. we are required to pick every game just on the money line. There's no spread or any of that stuff. So, you know, uh, and we, uh, we all try to pick a, an upset every week as well. So, going into week 18, I was 167, 86 and two on the money line. And uh, coach was 156, 97 and two. He and Phil tie- were tied 156, 97 and two. And then Nate was 149, 104 and two. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, those games are not easy either.
0: Well, this year it was crazy with all the upsets and the insane nature of the league. But uh but yeah, I mean uh just picking winners in the NFL has gotten so, harder.
2: The other thing too, Phil picks for inside the NFL as well on Tuesday. I pick on Monday with I mean on Saturday morning with Mike Valenti with mm-hmm. the uh with the kickoff show. You meet Jerry and have too on Friday. I'm like I'm trying to like make sure that I'm kind of consistent and make sure that I don't change my picks. Right, exactly. <laughs> because that would be terrible if someone was like, well, Boomer picked the Panthers. No, he didn't. He picked the Falcons. But they may think on CBS, I'm you know, like i picking the Giants on CBS, but I picked the Commanders here because we're using a number on CBS We're right. not.
0: Right, right. Exactly. Could be confusing.
2: Yes. Uh, let's go to Josh
4: in Atlantic Beach. What's going on, Josh? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up, man? We got for us. Well, I have a unique take on the Carlos Correa situation. I think that the Mets, once they saw Correa's physical, they actually did, wanted to back out of the deal immediately. They didn't want, it, want him even for a dollar. But because Steve tweeted about the deal on Twitter, he was in a bad situation, and he was warned by his lawyers that the MLBPA or MLB would come after him and give him a penalty or you know some, set of, some sort of discipline for backing out of this deal. So what Steve did is he kept negotiating with Boris and kept offering Boris terrible, terrible deals with horrible, you know, clauses in the contract that Korea's got to do a physical every year, or he's got to have 500 at-bats and, you know, tons of innings in the field. And his goal was to keep Boris on the hook until Boris decided to back out and find another team in order so that he could tell MLBPA in case he's investigated or whatever, hey, I never really backed out of this deal. I... I wanted to close the deal. I still offered the $350 million. Just I added a couple of, you know, small clauses. And he kept leaking, hey, the Mets are close. The Mets are close. We're going to sign him. We're going to sign him. That kept Boris on the hook until the last second. And now Steve Cohen could wash his hands of the deal with zero penalties.
0: Well, he, You really think there would be a penalty there, though? Wouldn't,
4: that would be unprecedented, wouldn't it? Well, the MLB warned the owners, you know, I think last year or two years ago, don't, you know, announce contracts before they're fully signed. Well, they never did. Like, he he,
0: never—so he—all right, he gave a quote to John Heyman. So he basically said, like, this is the missing piece. I hope the fans come out. He did not tweet about the deal. The one thing that he did prior to Correa signing with the Giants was he liked a tweet from a Mets fan that said if Steve Cohen really wanted to go all in, he'd go and get Carlos Correa and, and have him play third base. But he never tweeted it out. And oh, by the way, the Major League Baseball's Player Players Association, they would have problems with a lot of owners. You know, the Oakland A's owner, Bob Nutting out in Pittsburgh, all these other owners that don't spend money. There's one guy that they're not going to come after is the one who's blowing through the luxury tax, doesn't care about any penalties, and is handing out contracts left and right. He is their golden ticket, so there's no way that they're going to come after him. Yeah, I would also well, listen,
4: say I'm not saying for sure they were gonna come after him or not, but I think he was afraid that there was a risk that someone was gonna come after him. And even though Steve Cohen might be popular with the players, he's very unpopular with the owners. So he has yeah. to tread lightly over here and it could be he was you know, warned by a, a good lawyer that said, Hey, Steve, you gotta clean this up. You can't leave this mess behind you. Uh, I think that's a possibility. I'm not saying for sure. You know, I'm I'm doing this based on. It's an interesting thought. Twitter.
0: Listen, Josh. It's 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 an interesting thought. It's a different uh, thought. Uh, it's outside right right.
2: the box. But I, I I don't believe it went down. Anyway. I, I think that Steve Cohen really wanted Correa to stay here. That's why they broke the contract up the way they did to try to protect themselves long term. Probably could not get insurance for it, and you know it just turned out that the Twins were willing to go further. Uh, with the amount of money that they were going to pay Correa within the first six years of this contract. So and Correa did exactly what you would think anybody would do in that situation. It wasn't $2 million a year. I mean, it was significant. It's a significant amount of money. What's it like? Uh, I would say $37 million difference. Yeah. Right. So or Fort. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's a that's a big that's a big amount of money. So he had to do what he did. But I'm. I, I don't agree with that last caller only because of what you just said. If anybody's pissed off here, it's the other owners in baseball and ain't the players and ain't the MLBPA because they know they can always go to Steve Cohen and they're going to go to Steve Cohen with Shohei Otani. When that comes down, when he gets the biggest contract
0: in the history of baseball, hands down, when he's the first $50 million player in baseball.